Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another great episode of Days and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, as always, your host here. Tonight, we're really, really happy to have a good friend, um, an amazing innovator in the space, Chef Matt, a.k.a. Matthew Stockard, with us here. Chef Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome, man. Uh, it's great to see you uh, on the screen here and not in person, as I usually <laughs> see you down there in Long Beach. Um Let's just start the interview out like I start every interview out. It's the same question every guest gets. And what's your historical relationship to cannabis? How'd you come to cannabis? You know, my, one of my uncles was a grower. And, um, you know, I used to watch him just do, you know, stuff with it. You know, barbecue salsas, put it in rubbing alcohol. He was a weightlifter. So he would put, you know, the cannabis in the rubbing alcohol and let it sit. And you know, after workouts, they would rub it in. Oh, yeah. And I just took notes and stuff like that at a young age. Yeah, that's an old school Mexican grandma thing. You know, that's what they used to do. So that's just how you came to it, huh? Just yeah, man. Easy. Just always been around it. Yeah, that's cool. That's a very simple explanation, too, which I like. It's not (laughs) something super complicated. Um, You know, so we've talked a lot in in the past about, you know, when I've seen you at events like WeedCon, you know, and why don't we just talk about chefs cannabis chefs right you're a truly trained chef you're different in a lot of respects than some people that tout themselves as a cannabis chef why why are you considered to be different in terms of what you're doing i i think i just don't believe in the term cannabis chef because i feel that anybody can call themselves a cannabis chef and at the point you call yourself a cannabis chef you don't really have a resume you can make a grilled cheese with some cannabis butter and now you're a cannabis chef (laughs) You know, um, you know, I like the term, you know, I'm an actual chef that cooks with, you know, cannabis and CBD. And there are a lot of, you know, real chefs out there that really have a chef background and not just, you know, calling yourself a chef. You know, to me, that's something you're knighted with. You don't just wake up in the morning and call yourself a chef. That's a name that's usually given to you by other chefs after you've earned the right to be called that. Yeah, it's an earning, right? Right. I know that uh, I was a I was a cook in a restaurant, in two restaurants, right? And once or twice, I called myself a chef in front of the, the lease, and they're like, back up, dude. What are you talking about? Get over there and cut those nuts up, okay? Stop it. Right. <laughs> so no, I get it. I get it. Right. And you have, to, you have to earn your stripes, and you really have to show uh, where you came from. And you have worked in five-star kitchens. And w- what's your background there? And where do you do that? Um, you know, I did that overseas at the Hyatt. I was with the Hyatt for a few years and I ran, you know, a lot of their multi-million dollar restaurants. They're, you know, their Las Vegas style buffet kitchen, their Italian restaurants, you know, um, their steak and lobster magic shows, their poolside, you know, uh, restaurants, Japanese top and yaki style restaurants, sushi restaurants, you know, I was just wow. able to adapt yeah. and just, you know, do it all. So you spread it around. You, you you definitely know cuisine in the general sense, not just one thing. 
I mean, yeah, you never want to be a one-trick pony. And how valuable are you to anybody if you're only good at one thing? So, you know, yes. I wanted to always be one of the most valued people on the staff. So I always tried to <clears throat> learn as much about as many cuisines as I can. So when they needed to call on somebody, they were like, hey, we can call Matt because we know if he don't know, he's going to figure it out real fast. Right. You know, and it reminds me of um, Jacques Pepin, the mm -hmm. you know, famous chef. You know, he came up through the Howard Johnson's you know, regime. And, and a lot of those great chefs came up through the hotel industry. So definitely good training ground for sure. Almost definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing because you definitely get to spread out. Um, so we got the background of where you came to cannabis. How, how and why did you start to commercialize this? What was that motivation? So as I came back from overseas, I was supposed to go to Dubai to open up a restaurant. And um, I came back, um, one of my buddies' family had a flower shop by our high school growing up. I went by there and um, left my number. He wasn't there. He called me up and said, hey, man, we sold the family, um, you know, a flower shop. I'm up in the hills growing cannabis. And he was like, what's next for you? And I was like, well, you know, I'm headed to Dubai in about 30 days. He was like, man, I think, think cooking with cannabis is going to be big. And I was like, you know, what do I want to stay in California for? You know, I'm seeing the world, you know, I'm traveling. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'll be down in about a week. And he showed up at my parents' house with just two hefty bag, trash bags full of, you know, buds and trim. And he was like, here, take this, man, play with it. And I just start playing with it and researching, you know, like you say, the old school ways of seeping stuff, the old school ways and the temperatures that he led to and how to homogenize it. And I just kind of hit the ground running and I just start sharing it on social medias and it started taking off and, you know, going to the underground sessions before it was legal and just building a name for myself and you know just trying to be one of the people at the top as always and um you know just didn't want to be a one-trick pony if you know what i mean i do know what you mean and you're definitely og because we have a fellow friend in common uh, devin langford the hydro chef you know he's always old dev right down there in right. long beach with you good guy yeah um, good guy he's he's og as well um what, who are your influences as, as chefs? Are there chefs out there you can, you, you really go to as like an influence for you? Yeah, man. There's a uh, chef Sokol. He's a mentor of mine. He was one of my culinary instructors back in the early 2000s. You'll often see him with me. Um, there's another guy, Chef Drum Lake, just a phone call away. Um, chef Pastore. But, you know, I, I, I'm really a fan of Chef Ramsey. I like the way he builds flavors. And, you know, aside from the character that you see on TV, Mm -hmm. You know, watching that watching that man cook with no sound, you can really see how he's developing flavors and passionate about what it is that he does, if you know what I mean. That's a great influence because obviously he's very passionate about what he does, not just the well, FMs, but everything. Else. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, and he wants the best product out there. I think that's the whole well, thing. That, that goes back to the true chef culture is you right. want to have the best products on the plate for your your buying public, right? Almost definitely. Um so as far as your specialties right now, what what products do you have out there on the cannabis market that you can tell people at home about? I mean, I have an olive oil, uh, cannabis-infused olive oil and a vegan ghee. And then with you, we have the sugar and the stevia and mm -hmm. hoping to have um, hit the market with the hot sauce and the ketchup and the coffee creamer, hopefully in the first quarter. Oh, coffee creamer. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everything fully, 
Yeah, everything's fully developed. We're just doing a shelf testing now. You know, everything's done, developed, tested. Now we're just doing a shelf test to see, you know, put some in the harsh conditions, some in the cool conditions, some refrigerated, you know, just to see how long it's going to last in extreme conditions. But it's ready to go. And oh, how are you going to package that ketchup up and, and just t- typical with jars, bottles, individual packets? What's, what's going to be? Well, the, they're going to come in my, they're going to come in Mylar bags and every bag is going to be some plastic ones that you just squeeze out, you know? So we're just trying to fill out, figure out all the different <clears throat> milligrams, you know, we can do. Do we want to market it as a tincture or do we want to market it as an edible? Mm-hmm. You know, we did it with, we did it with live rosin. You know, I'm kind of anti-distillate. So we're experimenting with uh, um, live rosin to see how that's holding together, you know, live after rosin. the shelf. Yeah. That's where it's the at. That's shelf. where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so after the shelf testing is set, we'll retest it again to see, you know, see if it stayed homogenized and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I get it. Did you, um, getting back to your training, were you ever just like thinking you're going to be a chef? Was it a desire or was it just family? You're just like, like this is part of my nature. It's two things I know I want to do in life. One was be a chef or be a coroner. And I always was infatuated with how they could find a body 10 years ago and tell you everything that happened to it. Uh-huh. And then later on, when I started you know, studying and becoming a chef, somebody reminded me how those are both science-based. And so I kind of look at food from a science point of view versus just some stuff on your plate that tastes good, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. That's cool. So you're looking at like another science, in other words. Correct. And getting that the perfection from your science onto the plate. Culinary well, science. Yeah. We're take a little break here. And I got a proud announcement to um, say that we are very happy at Sense Distribution, uh, parent company to Shuggies, that we are al- announcing the Herba C uh, brand for Jamie Evans, the Herb Song. She's coming out with her unique drink. Now it will be launched next week at Hall of Flowers. And so we are very excited to have Jamie as part of our family. And um, for all of you at home, she's packaged up one of her amazing drinks in cans, easy to con- consume, easy to get, and it will be at dispensaries near you. Look for um, Herba C at Ona Life Delivery in Marin County and some other selected dispensaries and delivery services in LA. You can also find Herba C in Love Delivery in Los Angeles starting next week and in Lifted in Santa Cruz, San Francisco, Bay Area, and in the Valley. So look for Herba C in a dispensary near you. Matt, um, what are some of your recent accomplishments? What are, what are you really kind of gravitating towards? It's like a proud moments for you as a chef right now. I mean, I'd really say just mentoring, you know, some of the people that I'm mentoring and, you know, consulting, you know, with some of the companies and kind of just trying to help lead the pack and edibles and trying to take edibles further than, you know, Rice Krispie Treats and Browning, you know, trying to show Mm -hmm. people that there's a whole nother side, you know, the edibles, you can have breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you know, responsibly dosed, and it could be more of a lifestyle versus just getting high. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I mean, that's part of my mission to at Shuggies and Sense Distribution mm-hmm. is to really kind of uh, destigmatize and normalize uh, cannabis right. consumption for the masses, because that has been a biggest, the biggest hurdle. And as I'm pretty fond of saying to people who are in the cannabis space, 
you've got a solid 70% of the people who are potential cannabis consumers who are not in the market yet. Right. And um, during a recent visit to my daughter up at University of Oregon, shout out to you, Betsy, if you're listening, which I doubt, um, <laughs> I did notice that Oregon has a pretty um, amazing system in terms of how many dispensaries they've allowed. Um, it's much more analogous to a liquor store system here in California. And th this state has to get their shit together, honestly, um, because okay. uh, the limited amount of dispensaries is, is becoming a real discluster. Um, we need more dispensaries and we need them now rather okay. than let these dominant players just completely capitalize the market. It's getting to be kind of ridiculous, actually. Um, uh, with homogenized products in every store, the same products everywhere, and the same thing everywhere you go, there's no choice. And it's just like, wow, this is not, I don't think, what this was intended to be, right? I mean, you're seeing it, right? It's ridiculous. I mean, I kind of like Oklahoma's model. <clears throat> what the state of Oklahoma did was you applied, you paid your money, nine times out of 10, you got the license. And they may have a thousand dispensaries, but they're going to dwindle down. But what it's going to come down to is just customer service. So that's, Dar that's Darwinism, know. man. Survival right. of the fittest, right? So survival of the fittest. So you treat people right and do stuff right. You know, you don't have anything to worry about versus from your you lips know, to God's guy. ears and the <laughs> state's ears, man. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, that would be the best model for me personally. Meaning if you do customer service that's dynamic, you give people products they want, you give them diversity in the products and the people who make them. I mean, let's talk about diversity for one thing, right? The, the state set up all this thing about um, inclusion and equity. I'm seeing, I'm calling that bullshit right now because I'm not seeing it. We need more of that. We need it across the board. And, you know, with more access to more uh, retail establishments and more people owning, that's what we need. We don't need this consolidation of like eight big players taking over every dispensary in the state. Yeah, it's becoming pay to play. You know, now you're buying shelf space and, or, you know, or they're squeezing you. And you can't say no because then, like you said, it's a limited amount of dispensaries. So you don't play their game. You don't get on shelves. Exactly. And that's, we're getting squeezed at every turn right now. Um, Los Angeles County is the worst in the state right now for pay to play. It's almost okay. ridiculous. It would be a better thing if people, some of the dispensaries in that county would pay their bills. That would be make it easier on the right on the people supplying them products. Um, I'm not gonna name names, but if you're listening, you know who you are, please pay your bills. We sent you many notices. Right. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your personal um, favorite cannabis dish, Matt? What's your go-to? My, my go-to is usually a steak with just like a, a herb olive oil. You know, I'll take you know some of my olive oil and you know heat it up to a certain temperature, throw some garlic, some crushed peppers in it, some fresh herbs, let it seep, and just, you know, pour that over a nice salt and pepper steak and, you know, call it a mm. day. Well, there you go. Yeah. Have, have you, like an herb butter, if you were out of a choice between a European style butter, high, higher temperature melt, um, and a traditional American style butter, what would you go with for um, like an infused butter? I would probably want to go with the Irish butter. You the know, Irish the, butter? Uh, yeah. The, the, the Irish butter. You know, I like the really yeah. good creamy irish butters you know it's a little I've bit been, more old school yeah have you have you tried truly the irish butter What's, called truly i know there's one that comes in a silver is wrapped in foil with silver and sometimes they sell it herb already and then they have yeah, a gold yeah. one 
yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's usually the one. I can't think of the name, but I just bought some a couple of days ago. Yeah, I mean it's incredible. I grew up uh, um, on a ranch when I was a child, and uh, we had fresh butter every day. And that's the only one. The Irish wow. butter is the only one that tastes like a, a butter from right oh, out so of the cow. Get to it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I love that stuff. I agree. How about in terms of favorite dishes for people you cook for? What what's their go to? I mean, is there kind of like do people gravitate toward one taste profile or one type of food? especially in cannabis? Nah, man, usually just, you know, um, I don't want to be vain or nothing, but, you know, usually when I cook something, you know, I kind of just fill the room or fill the event or fill the people I'm cooking for. And, you know, usually just, you know, enjoy whatever, whatever it is you're giving them, if you know what I mean. If it's made with love, it doesn't even matter. Well, I have to say that I have tried your barbecue and I <laughs> loved it. So, yes, right. you are right. And it was being served to me. And I was like, damn, this is good. Right. Yeah, you know, Chef Matt typically uh, does his thing at WeedCon events, which are fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that's a great barbecue scene. I was wondering what that little high five sign was on there. I don't know. know. It just said your hand was raised. It's like, we're not in class. Can I speak? Hello. <laughs> right. Um, so in a more esoteric question here for you is... Where do you think cannabis cuisine is headed? I mean, it's a weird little nuanced question because it, it I don't just mean popularity, but do you think there's right. classifications that are more geared toward cannabis? I do. You know, I'm hoping, you know, with some of these consumption lounges, like, you know, when they did the whole consumption lounge, um, I was under the impression that you were going to be able to put cannabis in a food. And it was like, no, you got a restaurant with a dispensary inside and you could buy the cannabis and come to the table and smoke and eat but it, that to me wasn't a consumption license if you know what i mean I until we're able to until we're able to actually put cannabis in the food that's where the real genius of it is and um that's why people like you and me that's why i partner with companies like you and some of the great companies i partner with because it's like right now every chef is making their own oils at home and they're guessing the dosing they think they know the dosing but they really don't so we're trying to build, you know, these companies up to be where if you're a chef or a cannabis chef, you can stop making the oil yourself and go buy lab tested oil off the shelves and know what it is that you're giving people. You know what I mean? I do. I do. So we're trying to have, you know, a, a, a cupboard or a pantry, you know, full of products from seasonings to everything, you know, oils, butters, coffee creamers, you know, sauces, you know, Nino sauces, you know, everything. So I feel like it's heading in the right direction. And I think the only thing that's missing is just, you know, a lot more content. You know, we have to kind of make more stuff. And I hate to say this, but it's like the book, you know, computers for dummies, you know, math for dummies. We kind of have to make content, you know, for dummies. We have to slow down and really explain or really show people what it is that we're doing. Because a lot of shows in the past, you see all this high tech stuff and stuff that the average person would never, ever get their hands on. If you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So what? my my intrepid producer, um, Brosco, has come through again in the chat window here. And the brand is Kerrygold. Kerrygold butter. Kerrygold. That is it. Right. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, it's, it is delicious. And I buy it all the time. It doesn't buy, fit buy in your and it doesn't fit in your typical uh, like butter dish, so you got to cut right. it in half. So be be forewarned, but it is delicious, worth the extra money, guys. If you're out there, most definitely. Um, are drinks something you're into? Cannabis drinks? Yeah, I, you know I like them. Um, yeah, I, I like the drinks. You know, um, I just think the whole 
Cam thing is kind of getting, you know, ridiculous. But, you know, I'm ready mm-hmm. for like seltzers, that kind of thing. Like sel- like seltzers and all that. Like I know there is a company. I don't know if they want me to say their name, but they make a liquid that I have and they send me tons of it that I can add it to anything I'm drinking. So there's no need to have a can or anything. I can put it in my pocket or have it in my backpack. If I go to McDonald's and get a Coke, I can dump it in a Coke. If I go to Starbucks and get a Starbucks, it's just a, a, a liquid shot of 10 milligrams that doesn't taste like anything. And you could pour it in there to, to go, you know, and go. Give them a shout out. You know? Who is it? Who is it? It's all a company called Alt. A-L-T. There you yeah. go. Look for it. Well, there you go. Makes uh, I like that because this it fits into the whole thing that you and I are both doing. How to make your life easier. How to bring cannabis with you. How to not be conspicuous in your consumption. How to just live your life without being the guy who's wrong right. and out in public, right? Most definitely. Yeah, because it's just like one of those things you want to have. You want to still have a nice, you know, little buzz going, but you don't need everybody to know what you're up to. You don't need everybody. It's all about discreetness. And that's what I kind of like about the whole edible and a food market for a time where you just need to smoke and you can't. I mean, you could pre-make your food and heat it up in the microwave at the job and be sitting there eating, getting high at lunch or, you know, medicating yourself just to put it with your boss's bullshit for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I like that way of thinking, man. That's good. Um, where can people find Chef Matt products in like let's say let's go um LA area? LA area. Um we're in a few dispensaries, you know. We're 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 hitting hard and trying to get in more dispensaries, but I think we're in a we're in a handful of dispensaries <clears throat> as we speak. I have to talk to my partners, you know, with the distro companies to tell me every dispensary that they're in. Yeah, but they you can is there an identifier on your website that people can find? Yeah, if you go to whykind.com, you'll be able to see where they're at. You know, if we go to the, your Shuggies website, you know, we can see where the sugar and the steady is. And then, you know, I have the regular products that we're putting in boutique grocery stores. And then I have the hemp-based, you know, products that could be bought off my website and yeah. shipped You anywhere. make an amazing ghee, by the way, vegan ghee. I appreciate that. Yeah, people, appreciate people that. everybody I've turned that on to loves it. It's been crazy. Um. So at this point in the show, I'm going to ask you what I ask every guest toward the end of our interview. Can you tell us a stony story? Something that has to do with you, someone you like, someone you don't like. You don't have to name names, or you can embarrass the shit right. out of someone. Let's hear a stony embarrass story. the shit out of somebody. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll tell you a funny story. So maybe about six months ago, somebody gave me edible, and when people usually give me edibles when they're not looking, I chunk them. I throw them away or give them be like, you know, somebody come to my table and say, hey, chef, man, I want you to try my stuff. And I say, sure. When they walk away, I'd be like, who wants this? Yeah. But <clears throat> this girl convinced me. And so I, I went home and I ate her edible. And about 45 minutes later, I'm a nature freaky. If you sell, tell by my Instagram, I'm always around animals. So I ate the edible and the room starts spinning and I'm watching the nature channel and there's snakes and the snakes bites the rabbit. I mean, bites the mice and the mice runs off. And so the snake is, I was so high, I became in the, the mice's body and the snake was chasing me. Oh no. And I was just I was just like stone, I was just like stone out of my world. And I was just like, I had to cut it off because I was just like, this is just too high. And you know, this that was that wasn't 10 milligrams. No. That's <laughs> yeah. a le- lesson learned the hard way. Yeah. And right. I, I appreciate your advice. And those of you out there who don't follow just Matt's advice, you're crazy. Don't eat other people's edibles if they're just given to you, right? Unless you know right. exactly what they are, because it's not worth the risk, right? Yeah, there's no um, lab te- there's no lab test strip on it. I don't care what's printed on there. If there's not another sticker 
on top of it with the lab on it. Yeah. Don't do it. So um, after uh, Hall of Flowers is coming up, we're going to be proudly displaying Chef Matt's products there. This will air after Hall of Flowers. And I will be doing a live um, broadcast or not live, but a tape recorded. Um, huh, that's a funny term. A, a digitally recorded version uh, of this show from Hall of Flowers in uh, the desert next week. And that's in Cathedral City, California. So look for that episode. It should be interesting. There are a lot of interesting people and there's a lot of innovative ideas out there. One piece of advice for anybody at home is, and this is something I've told many, many times on the show, get out there, try other products, look for the small brands, look for the things that are, that intrigue you and don't be afraid of trying something new. Don't go with the pack. I'm sure well, there's great edibles out there and, and a lot of good companies like Kana, they're huge, I know, but you know what? They make a good product. Wild makes a great product, but there are others out there. So get out there and try Chef Matt's product. Try Shuggies. Try um, Green Bee Botanical Skin Care or, or try uh, Mary, uh, Lori and Mary Jane's Cakes and Fudge. There's so many hundreds of other good things out there that a lot of companies are having a hard time right now because people are not trying new and different stuff. Try new and different stuff broaden your horizons and enjoy cannabis daily chef is there anything else you'd like to tell people any plugs right now about new products coming out or anything like that or will we catch you on the next one now nah, man just be on the lookout you know for lots of new content and lots of events coming lots of online cooking classes q a's um you know just it's all about educating the edible market and pushing it forward so you know and people can find you on YouTube. Obviously, there's a YouTube clip behind you. Um, yeah, the YouTube. What, I don't put a lot of. At? I don't put a lot of content on YouTube, but you can find more on my website, chefmatcooks.com, uh, Chef Matt Cooks on Facebook and I. G uh, at Chef Matt Two That's on Instagram, Chef Matt Two Is that right? Correct. All right. Matt, it's been a pleasure having you here as my guest. And anytime you want to launch something, anytime you want to talk about something, it doesn't have to be cuisine oriented. You could just be pissed off about something. Well, let's get some <laughs> All right. I appreciate that, Latham. All right, brother. We'll see you next week, hopefully, at the Hall of Flowers. And for those of you who uh, tune in regularly, look for more episodes coming up with Chef Matt, most certainly in the future. We may even do a collab and a cooking show together down there at the beautiful Chef Matt studio. Let's make it happen. Right on. Chef Matt, thanks for being here. And as always, this show always. is brought to you Sense Distribution and Shuggies. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Look for Shuggies in a dispensary near you. Our 1,000 milligram powdered agave is coming out wow. by Christmas. Uh, so it will be on release by the new year. Uh, Stevia is uh, killing it in the shops. And if you are diabetic or you have sugar intolerance or you just want to get high and you want something to sugar your drinks up, or your food. Our Shuggy Stevia has a nice herbaceous flavor, and I think Chef Matt has tried it. It's not the rank Stevia you may know and hate. This is a good product, and I think you'll love it. Well, Matt, thanks very much for being here, and we'll see Always. you soon on the next episode of Days and Infused. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.